Welcome back to Small Town Missing. I'm Thomas. I'm Will. And I'm Rhonda. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about a... <laughs> Hello? You have to guess the name. That's what we're going to do. A now. missing person case. <laughs> Surprisingly. That's what... That, no. we, we've never talked about that. Yeah. Oh, no. Well, nothing spooky or interesting this month. Well, Rhonda has a spooky story. Kind oh, really? Of, yeah, See, I don't on. actually know anything about either case that we're doing. Oh, okay. And yeah. Since I... we've mentioned it before, we are recording two cases at once. So no, I'm out of some, of these are, some of these are back to back. Yes, yes. Rhonda, like, so what exactly, how did you get like a good, like an idea to get these cases kind of going this week? Um, actually, I just looked up creepy missing person cases That'll un- do it. unsolved. I did too, Rhonda. I did too. There you go. Okay. So I'm surprised so we didn't come Thomas up with the same ones. Thomas is going to be creeped out. Oh, yeah. he's also wondering when dinner's going to be. Oh, I know. Well, hey, luckily I don't think y'all are having to worry about it tonight, right? No, I'm just adding in some... In- extra stuff just your for personal the, just for the fun uh, of it y- y'all's personal butler uh, is gonna prepare it for you <laughs> that'd be nice if we had a butler i don't think butlers cook will i really <laughs> they don't. don't you have you have to have a personal chef but did I, I don't know did uh did Al, uh, alfred cook for bruce wayne i don't know if he did i thought he, he did. did he did say look everyone needs an alfred but that's because alfred was supposed to be like everything he's supposed to be the entire house staff he was the heart of the go. home yeah. he was the hearth yeah, before they killed him off. Well, he's alive in some universe. I don't. How did we get on Alfred? I don't even remember. I don't either. But isn't there a prequel about Alfred? Did I see there, that? There is a TV show out called Pennyworth. Yes, is it really? Yes, there is. You That's can watch cool. it. On, I think it's on HBO Max. Oh, okay. They always have the good and stuff. No, on HBO. we are not being paid by HBO Max. I know. I wish. Are you kidding? If, if nice, I was being paid yeah. by HBO Max, I would say HBO Max after every sentence. I wouldn't care. <laughs> I would not care. I mean, he's he's not wrong. I mean, listen, whoever's going to pay me, I will do whatever you want. Come on. Yeah. I got to be honest. I probably would, too. <laughs> I'm not sure what all that means. I know. Okay, <laughs> let me take a step back. Maybe not everything you want. Never mind. I'm sorry we got off on this tangent. I just wanted to see how far I could derail this for a minute. We always have a derailment. It's, it's only one minute, so Ow, we should whatever. be okay. You did an you excellent ready, job. You ready to start the episode. I am ready and to start the episode. completely ignore everything I've said up until this point. Yes. She's like, what happened? Who? Like, I don't even remember the first minute. Who are you again? <laughs> yeah, please, everyone. All right. Disregard. All right, now professionalism, people. You ready? I'm ready. Let's do this. Okay. So, yes, I know we talked about even creepier than usual episodes for October, and I found one that's really creepy, and one that's just a fairly normal if you can call it normal missing person case Mm -hmm. but i do have two missing person cases for this particular episode Rhonda's going above and beyond well uh, they're short there's not a lot of detail to either one of the second case will have a little more detail but uh the first one and some of you may have heard of this is joanna lopez does that do you two, is that familiar at all? With I mean, I know a little bit, I guess, about this one because we were kind of talking about it, but not as much as like probably like actually sitting down and typing it in or anything. But I know a little bit about it, but not too, too much. I am completely going into this blind. He's blind. On okay. both of these. Okay. Well, you, you're talking about being creeped out. This will do it. This will do it. Great. It's That's like... just what I wanted. <laughs> Perfect right. for Halloween here. Here we go. Okay, so on January 14th, 1989, NBC television affiliate WMAQ in Chicago signed off for the night. Okay, for those of you who don't know, there was a time way back when, when television channels were not (gasps) 24-7. No. (laughs) I I was alive during some of that. With horror in my voice. Okay, so you both do recall (laughs) that. I don't recall it as much, I guess. I mean, I, I, I guess. I remember it would go to the national anthem. Yeah. And then it would turn off. Mm-hmm. It would just be static. 
I bet that was at your grandmother's house. Probably. You know what? Now that you mentioned that, but TV would come back at like five in the morning. Right, right. It would just yeah. basically overnight, late, you know, late yeah. night, it'd, early It would be morning. like five hours where there's no TV. Yeah, like, if even that. Yeah, we're yeah. so connected nowadays, you don't think about having any time where you don't have, like, something blaring 24-7, honestly. Fair point. Yeah, so, okay. So, that, now, like I said, not 24-7. They'd sign off overnight, and I don't recall exactly in our local channels when I was growing up when they would sign off, but I think it was sometime between midnight and 1 a.m., mm-hmm. mm-hmm. but... Anyway, on the morning of January 14th, WMAQ signed off. Instead of the usual static or off-air image, a picture of a girl appeared. Mm. The picture itself was black and white and blurry. Already creepy. Uh, Yeah. uh, Hell no. The image was such poor quality, you couldn't determine, or I couldn't determine, facial features. And it's she appears to have her eyes closed, but mm-hmm. I really can't be sure. Okay, that just sounds like something people were seeing in the static after they signed off. No, no, it was there. It oh, was, it, trust like, me, it was there. Oh, really? Okay. Ron has yeah, seen it. Yeah, it wasn't staticky to the point where you would question you saw the image. It was you, just a very, very bad image, low-resolution image. Honestly, with the quality of the photo, I assume the picture is of a girl only because the name below the image. Running across one corner of the picture is a banner with the word missing. Below the image is the name Joanna Lopez and the word call with a phone number. There's no audio providing any details such as the girl's age, height, weight, where she may have disappeared from, or when she disappeared. The image displayed until the station returned on air, 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 (laughs) sorry, some time later. I mean, hours later. That is disturbing, to it, say the least. Mm-hmm. Well, Can't wait to hear how this goes. I know it. Because I'm guessing there were people who did actually call the phone number that was available. Was there a phone number or did they just say call? They said call. Uh, there was a number and I don't know. One thing I read said it was a non-functioning number, but I'm not really sure that's the case. Mm. Mm, that's and I, creepy. And I wasn't going to call it to find out myself. <laughs> Hell to the gnaw. You're going to bring a demon into our house. <laughs> Well, I assume it was a police department, like a Chicago police department. Maybe. Okay. And this occurred again in 1991. The same image displayed after the station's morning sign-off. However, this time the image displayed for only seconds before the WMAQ Chicago banner displayed. Mm. Okay. That sounds... Okay. Displaying a second time sounds like someone playing a prank. Someone got a hold of this image and played it again. Uh, like somebody who was maybe leaving the job who was an editor or something mm-hmm. or producer. I, I, I could see what you're saying yeah. with it just because it, it seconds, just, yeah. just flashed up for a few seconds. I could see that. It's like, hey, I'm, I'm going to do this just because, I don't know, maybe it brought some yeah. some notoriety maybe to the news station or something. And people started watching it, waiting to see if that would happen. Yeah. I, I don't really know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't think so but you could be right it could be some disgruntled employee who put yeah, something out there the second just time doing something to make a point or doing something that they know happened that nobody else knows maybe kind of maybe yeah. well i found no information on charlie project or namus about joanna lopez i did find a reference to a female african-american doe found in chicago in 1994 that reddit mentions and the woman is estimated to be between 18 and 22 at the time of her death, but there's no positive ID on the body. Mm-hmm. Okay, I could find no news articles on Joanna Lopez, either missing or found. 
And in addition to the blurry image and no audio, I think that's one of the things that makes it creepy. Yeah. The complete lack of information. Well, it's been brought up before that it could be an individual without any documentation here. It could be someone that doesn't have someone specifically looking for them. Yeah, I, I guess that's true. That's, that's very possible. But, uh, you know, someone put the image together and gave it to the news organization and they played it. They put it in a format and played it. But yeah. I can't even find anything from WMAQ on the image, like who provided it. Yeah. My assumption is Joanna Lopez is a, a real, real person, person and she is missing, possibly still missing, but we have no detail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's valid. Mm-hmm. And it it's sad because why don't we have detail? Yeah, exactly. Don't really know. I mean, this is one of those really, really weird sounding cases. And it honestly, how long did it play the first time? All night. Hours. Oh, yeah. Yes. Hours. Okay. That's, hmm. So they should have had some level of documentation regarding that. A news organization, they should have had, hey, we had this turned in. Hey, we were told by so-and-so to, to play this for so long. Like, hey, the police told us to play this. But it doesn't sound like they're having anything listed for that. Mm-mm. I don't know how many people would be over playing an image after, you It'd know. It'd be the producer. It'd be a producer or an executive. True. So it'd have to be someone fairly high up within the building. I guess how or within the many. organization, yeah. Yeah, like who who stays there and like monitors what plays over the airways, I guess, kinda mm. after everyone goes home. Nobody necessarily would have to. What it'd be is somebody would have to approve it before the people at night come in. And more than likely, if it's like most radio stations, it's auto set. Mm-hmm. So you'll have uh you'll have chunks of audio set to play at certain times. So just like it's continuous, it's kind of like this, what we're doing right now, mm-hmm. where the sound's going to keep playing. It's just set to autoplay. Mm-hmm. So someone has set certain programs to play at that time. So, but that means that somebody earlier in the day or even weeks before would have had to have approved the content before it went over the air. You don't think anybody could have just gone in there and played it? Unlikely, considering most news organizations, they're businesses. They're going to lock up at night. Mm-hmm. So it's very unlikely and... So what you're saying is this, this was an inside job. More or less. I mean, yeah, it sounds like it. But what, what it would have to be is that somebody either got in or somebody lower down the totem pole pre-programmed it and managed to keep their fingerprints off of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure what to say. Like I said, I think she's a real person. I think she's a real missing person. And it's yeah. unfortunately we don't have any detail but maybe there was no additional detail to give. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe it was just a, hey, she looks kind of like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, links to the uh, 1989 and 1991 images, as well as the information on the Chicago Doe, will be in our show notes. And, and just a warning, the link to the Jane Doe information is just as creepy as the missing person picture. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I caveat that with it, the link includes the WMAQ photo a forensic reconstruction and a post-mortem photo of the Chicago Jane Doe. Okay, we took a break for a moment because I was asking a question and it was decided that all three of us agreed it went a little bit too morbid and a little too detailed. So I've taken a moment to look at the images, the picture that was broadcast over the news channel and the picture of the Chicago Jane Doe, I guess, edited a little bit? Yes. Yeah. Okay, they look eerily similar. Like... Disturbingly so. The image on that I saw from the news channel, because it's black and white, of course, you're going to have difficulties distinguishing certain things. 
But to me, it looked like a woman, uh, very short hair, curly hair. She appeared to be wearing glasses in the image I saw. It's it's a very distorted, bad image mm-hmm. that's also in black and white. So it looks terrible. Mm-hmm. So it's really hard to identify anything. And I can understand that. Uh, it makes it even more eerie whenever you can see the... It looks like someone took a picture with a flash mm-hmm. on. So it looks like you can see white on the forehead and what appears to be shining light on the glasses that almost overlaps the eyes, making it look even more distorted. So, but from what I can tell, it a woman with darker complexion, short curly hair. Mm-hmm. So I, I would imagine either African-American or Latina descent. I would, based on image. I would agree. And I think you were looking at the 91 image, which was supposedly a little bit clearer. Maybe. Yeah. And I had looked at the 89, which I could not tell, or it, I didn't register that she may be wearing glasses. Yeah, I could. They look like large frame glasses, uh, larger than mine. I mean, you, you two are looking at me right now. They looked uh, thinner framed, uh, kind of like basically 80s glasses, the big, big frames. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that that's what it looked like to me. So I could just barely see the outline of them when I was looking at the picture, but it uh, it looks eerily similar. Mm-hmm. It really does. Very much so. Now you're talking about eerily similar to the Jane Doe. Yes, yes, correct. I agree. I agree. And like I said, I I just feel like she is a missing person, and I'm hoping somehow, somewhere, some way, we do finally get more information on yeah. her. Mm-hmm. But no, I I do agree that it'd be. I'm just going to go ahead and say it's unlikely just because of how bad the image is. I would agree. There, There's so little detail. And again, it's black and white of a bad picture that was taken with a flash on in the 80s, it looks like. And we, of course, some of us that are old enough to remember, remember what photos were like in the 90s and 80s. Not exactly clear pictures, not exactly accurate representations of coloration. And then you throw that in black and white. Yeah. Get all sorts of skewed. Well, you get you lose so much detail. You do. It's like whenever you try to transport a old try to change an old picture to some other format. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you lose pixels. Sometimes you lose details, Mm -hmm. and it's just completely a mess. Yeah. And all it looked, it literally just looked like a black figure with a couple of white spots on the face from a flash of a camera. Uh, I had to look really close to see any details. I could see. The hair was curly, and I could see that there were glasses. There was a little bit of shape to the lips. They were not necessarily big, but they were fuller, like exactly like the image of the Jane Doe. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I mean, how creepy, Rhonda. It could be. And then also, like you said, it could be someone that we don't know anything about. Like, who's to say? Because they still haven't identified this person technically or that we've heard of. So who's to say? Like, you know, we could be talking about two completely different people here, too. Though. And we, prob- we probably are, but yeah. it's still the coincidence and the similarity is just disturbing. It is eerie. Eerily yeah. similar. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, I, I agree. And as far as the first, the 89 image running for so many hours, and then the second image in 91 running for just seconds... I don't know. I know, Thomas, uh, you had mentioned it could be someone maybe just put the image up as a hoax. Yeah. I, I, I think that's the most likely option for the second one. I honestly think it's the option for the first one just because there's there's so many people that would have had to have approved it. And with so little information on the image, it just sounds so unlikely. But it's possible. It's possible it just got through and they didn't have any other information. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, like I said, I'm hoping if it really is a missing person, and that's my assumption, that someday we do find out more yeah. information on oh, her. Yeah. Okay. And like I said, I do have two cases, and that okay. one was the more, the creepier yeah. Of, yeah. of the two. Obscure. Yeah, let's it go to something definitely. a little bit less creepy, but we're still talking about missing I know. Cases. I said, you're not going to get much more <laughs> less creepy on that, too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's not going to help a lot, but no. make, but we do have a, at least we know who this person is. Good. Okay. Good. 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 Okay. Margaret Ellen Fox was 14 years old when she disappeared from Burlington, <clears throat> New Jersey on June 24th, 1974. And she had just graduated from St. Paul's Grammar School just two weeks earlier. And then Fox placed an ad in the local paper looking for babysitting job a week before she went missing. So I assume that was normal. 14 years old. She's looking to make some money over the summer doing some babysitting jobs. Makes sense to me. Yep. Now, John Marshall responded to the ad on June 19th. He needed a babysitter for the following weekend. He kept putting off meeting with Margaret and finally, according to Charlie Project, said he would meet her at High and West Broad Streets in Mount Holly, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And he would be in a red Volkswagen. According to the Courier Post article by Carol Camino, June 24th, 2019, John's wife was supposed to meet Margaret and would be driving the red Volkswagen. Okay. Margaret's younger sister walked her to the bus stop. Witnesses saw Margaret near Mill and High Streets when she got off the bus, but she's not been seen since. Mm. She was supposed to call home when she arrived, but she never did. And when she didn't return home, her family connected, uh, contacted authorities. Okay, good. That's so scary. Rhonda. (laughs) It it is scary. Uh, She had left John Marshall's phone number. I'm doing quotes. John Marshall, because we really don't know. Yeah, who is this man? His phone number with her parents, but that number was to a pay phone outside a Lumberton grocery store. Mm. Oh, hell no. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Nope. Nope. Okay. Police started recording all calls to Margaret's home hours after her disappearance. And this was, let's see, what did I say, the 24th? I believe so. Yep, June 24th. Yep. On June 28th, four days later, a man, a man called demanding $10,000 for Margaret's return. The caller told Margaret's mother, and this is a quote, $10,000 might be a lot of bread, but your daughter's life is the buttered topping. Oh, what kind of creep does that? And you have like a, a saying with that, like, just go to hell. Yeah. Yeah, I... Yeah, and it's unknown if the caller was the actual person responsible. Yeah, or someone who managed to find out about her missing. Exactly, somebody who just wanted to extort some money. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. People are terrible. They are. Yeah, and after her disappearance, other parents in the area reported calls from men with fake job offers for their daughters also. Oh, so yeah, so this is like a... An that, actual yeah. ring of people, yeah. That is scary to think about, too. Like, you could, you know, put an ad out seemingly for a, just a babysitting job and really be taken advantage of. Yeah, well, and I don't, I don't know if it was necessarily a ring. Uh, it may have just been one person, and none of the other parents, I assume the other parents maybe followed up, you know, had the number and called back yeah. to see where it led them to. Mm-hmm. And they were like, no, this is fake, you can't do it. I, I, I don't know. That would be my thought. So I don't know that it was necessarily a ring or just a single person who just kept trying mm-hmm. until he found someone to yeah, abduct. Exactly. Yeah, see, I would refuse to let my kid do a babysitting job for anyone we didn't know. Well, yeah, and especially or going we to a or someone second. close to us didn't know. Yeah, yeah, going to that second location too, that's also scary. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this oh, is yeah. nineteen seventy four. So Fair. people probably did not think of things like yeah, that. Yeah, it was normal probably, you know. I guess, but I guess that's why I don't. I wouldn't be okay with that because 
we've learned from the lessons of the past. I know. Well, it just took, you know, the mistakes of mm-hmm. the 70s and stuff like that to really, you know, get in control there. Yeah. According to the Courier Post article, a state prison inmate had confessed to killing Margaret, but it was later determined that he was actually in a hospital the mm-hmm. day she disappeared. Mm-hmm. So it's just one of those things we've heard about where yeah. an inmate, you know, maybe they get some time out of the prison because they're going to, oh, I'll show you where she is, exactly. yeah. kind of a thing. Yep. And for, uh, again, from the uh, Courier Post article in 19, uh, 2019, the FBI released the audio file of the ransom call recorded by Margaret's family on June 28th, and the call has been enhanced with new technology the FBI hopes the public can help identify the caller. Mm-hmm. They also released a new missing person poster with her school picture and additional age progressed pictures. Mm-hmm. Now, a link to the Courier Post article will be included in our show notes. And that includes uh, an actual, I guess, a a local police uh, giving a, a news briefing as to what the FBI was doing. And it includes the uh, ransom call mm-hmm. in that presentation mm-hmm. um, and the FBI at that point in 2019 whenever the call or when the uh, presentation was done the uh, the FBI was offering a reward of $25,000 for information leading to the arrest and or conviction of the subject or subjects responsible for the disappearance of Margaret Ellen Fox well that's so awesome especially like now in 2019 like going back to these cases from the 70s I love that they're still like pursuing these cases yeah and I and I listened to the call and it's very clear so yeah. it could be that someone does recognize that voice yeah for sure and even if this person wasn't responsible maybe this person would know who's responsible mm-hmm. yeah and uh, you can find Pictures of Fox, including the two age-progressed photos on Doe Network and FBI.gov. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, uh, both of her parents are deceased, and two of her four brothers have passed away. Uh, she's a Caucasian female, and at the time of her disappearance, Margaret was 5'2 to 5'3, weighed 105 pounds, and had the top two front teeth missing. She was wearing a maroon-flared uh, maroon flared jeans with a yellow patch on one knee, a light blue long sleeve floral pattern blouse that was squared to the top and flared at the waist. And believe me, I'm very familiar with that particular <laughs> Rhonda, style. did you have that fit? No. I did. I did. <laughs> and if you have any information on Margaret's disappearance, you can contact the FBI Newark office at 973-792-3000 or the Burlington City Police Department 609-386-0262. And just real quick, when they were describing, you know, what how she was dressed and what she was carrying, she was carrying, an, I believe, it was an eyeglass case with Huckleberry Hound on it. Oh, okay, God, this baby, and that's ex- yeah. that's exactly what I thought. I thought, how innocent. I know. Yeah. I mean, how? Because she guess, was like fourteen. Fourteen, yes, but how childlike? Yeah, I mean, yeah. maybe not childlike, but just like again, young, just how innocent. young yeah. and innocent. Yeah, that's so sad. Oh my God. Yes, it, it's sad, but. At least we know who Margaret is, yeah. what she looked like, and obviously there's been posters, and again, the ransom call is out there for anyone to listen to. Yeah, it just sucks yeah. now that we're doing this so far you know, forward in 2019 when a lot of people who could potentially have been the cause of you know her disappearance may be deceased at this point. They may be. That's very true. Which is so sad. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you next time.